0: I got great news, guys. Ah! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news,
1: news. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News update. They lots of afternoon baseball on the go. Let's hit the live scoreboard, fellas. It's gone final. The St. Louis Cardinals. They hold on to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. Got interesting at the end. Six to five. The final. Paul Goldschmidt's 18th dinger, a three run blast. The difference in this one Carlos Martinez saved number six for the Redbirds. The Mets all over Minnesota. The underdog Mets smoking mini right now. 14 to 4 in the bottom of the ninth inning right now. Milwaukee and Atlanta. Brew Crew up 5 to 2 in the bottom of eight. Cincinnati and the Cubs 4 to 1. Cubbies were in the top of eight in that baseball game. San Francisco and Colorado are tied at five at the end of five. In Seattle and Oakland. The Oakland A's are up. 3-2 now in the bottom of the fifth inning. It appears that uh, this season could be Aureldis Chapman's last with the New York Yankees. The all-star closer is quote-unquote 100% going to opt out of his contract at the end of the season. This according to Ken Rosenthal, Chapman set to make $30 million over the final two years of his five-year $86 million pack. A 31-year-old would be one of the most coveted relievers on the market if he enters free agency as Dylan Batantis and Aroldi Viscayano coming off injuries. Chapman putting together a solid season even when uh, when we bet him he gave up the three-run jack, but still a 2.09 fifth going 25 for 29 and save opportunities for the AL East leading Yankees. And the lefty owns a 14.9K per nine rate as well. The Texas Rangers lefty Mike Miner is likely going to be dealt before the July 31st deadline, according to MLB's John Morosi the Milwaukee Brewers and Phillies among the teams interested in the 31-year-old services. Minor coming off his first all-star appearance in his career on fire this year posting a 2.73 ERA and 102 22 innings of work along with 121 strikeouts to boot. The Blue Jays have acquired a right-hander pitcher Wilmer Font from the Mets for our favorite in return, cold hard cash. Let's take a look at tonight's evening uh, betting lines here. We got three games at 7.05. Washington minus 185 at Baltimore. Feedy versus Brooks. Total 11 and a half. Tampa Bay at the Yanks. Pinstripes minus 165, 10. Torinos versus Herman. Dodgers minus 165 at Philly over under 11. Maeda versus Pavetta. Three more at 710. We got Toronto at Boston. Red Sox minus 255, 11. Sanchez and Rodriguez. Detroit at Cleveland. The Indians minus 310. Total nine. Turnbull versus Clevenger. San Diego minus a buck sixty at Miami, seven and a half. Paddock versus Richards at 805. We have Arizona minus 25 cents at the Texas Rangers, 10.5. Ray versus Chavez, 815. We got White Sox in Kansas City. Royals minus 135, 10.5. Nova versus Duffman. And 1007 Houston minus 195 at the Angels. Cole versus Pena. Total nine flat. In the NFL, a felony arrest warrant has been issued for Arizona Cardinals offensive tackle. Desmond Harrison. According to the Greensboro Police, Harrison is being charged with assault on a person by strangulation and assault on a female by a male perpetrator as well. As this news broke, the Cardinals released the 25-year-old Harrison. The Denver Broncos will have wide out Emmanuel Sanders and running back Phillip Lindsay at their camp. Both of the seasons cut short last year due to injuries. In the NHL, the Colorado Avalanche avoided uh, avoided arbitration with forward JT Comfort and they signed him to a four-year $14 million deal today. Comfort set to have an arbitration hearing on July 31st, but the 24-year-old restricted free agent, he produced 16 goals and 32 points in 66 regular games. They wanted to sign him, and he played his best hockey in the playoffs, six points in 12 games. The Seattle's expansion franchise are going to be naming Ron Francis as their inaugural uh, GM. Sources telling Jeff Baker of the Seattle Times, it's likely Francis' contract will run for five years. He's going to get a mid-range salary compared to other GMs, and he's largely responsible for building the Carolina Hurricanes franchise that made it to the nba eastern conference final in 2018-19 he joined the club's front office in 2006 uh, during his hall of fame playing career ron francis two stanley cups three lady bing's trophies a selkie and he fifth on the nhl's all-time career point list in the nba the raptors have signed cameron payne to a two-year deal another major in golf it gets going one o'clock in the morning tonight the open championship rory mcelroy the favorite eight to one mr major brooks kapka 10 to 1 dj and Tiger Woods are listed at 16-1 to to lift the clear jug. Four games in the MLS tonight and one final from the WNBA. Chicago Trimming Atlanta, 77-76 is the final. Hi, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morency host Red Heat and Rage Radio. It's coming up next. We'll talk everything, talk to Mark Lawrence about some CUSA college football as well and break down the betting board. So, everybody, stick around. It's going to be a fun Wednesday on the show. Gabe Morency host Red Heat and Rage Radio, and it's coming
2: up next. You will have
0: to decide what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. Life.
2: All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Many space uh, radio. We're throwing it down to live at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Meadowlands uh, Racetrack. It's a very busy afternoon uh, right now. The pony players. Are uh, busted up uh, Saratoga as we speak. <clears throat> you just heard Cam Stewart uh, tell you that Mark Lawrence uh, will be joining us, and uh, Mark Lawrence will be joining us on the show. Uh, we'll talk uh, Conference USA college football with Mark Lawrence. Playbook.com, Mark Lawrence. Gamble.com uh, will join us. It's only fitting if we're doing a show out of a, a sportsbook and racetrack uh, that somebody named Gamble uh, joins <laughs> us. We'll talk some UFC. Uh, with Lou, maybe a little NFL uh, as well. Of course, the countdown to the British Open uh, is on. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, no doubt has uh, a lot of plays ready to uh, to give us for
1: the Open. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Gabe? Yeah, you said it, uh, Saratoga running right now. It's interesting. A lot of uh, scratches in these races, too. It looks like a sloppy track. I was expected for me and you to get on some of these races while you're at the book, but diminished fields. As for the Open Championship... Um, really started to feel a couple guys, and uh, Justin Thomas is a name that just keeps on popping out to me. But we'll talk more about him. And got you a six pack, some DFS plays, and hopefully uh, some top tens and twenties. And let's make some money three weeks in a row. Baseball, but <laughs> who knows what's going to happen in baseball? So I'm going to hit the I'm going to hit the links.
2: Or baseball last night was <laughs> last night was even more frustrating than Monday oh, night uh, was here I was, last night. I, camp I, I baseball. I got. I got smoke Gabe. like I I just can't can't handle I can't handle handle. teams coming back only to give the lead back again and then lose the game it drives me crazy
1: it drives me nuts too horrible yeah the Rockies tied it up last night they lose an extra's got to give San Francisco credit they just scored again leading again hottest team in baseball they're grinding but you say it gave these big favorites, like look at the Blue Jays taking out uh, the Red Sox. Who knew Kashner was going to shit the bed? Not many people. This is the thing. It's a long, crazy season, buddy. And uh, things that you expect don't happen. Weird day. Who thought the Mets would uh, beat the Twins 14 to 4 today?
2: What are you going to do? Yeah, listen, it's a long, it's a long season, man. It's a long baseball sure. season. And even the worst teams in the league are going to rattle off five, six, uh, six game win streaks, mm-hmm. et cetera. We're, we're right now. We're in the dog days of summer. Teams are starting to grind a little bit. Uh, it's hot, humid uh, everywhere. And I know it sounds cliche, but even the best team loses like 60-plus times a year, Ken, uh, in baseball. And, you know, it's just sort of the units. It's, um, the, you know, we're, we're at the time now where that's all there's been the last couple of nights. Yep. And let's be real. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been betting as many units on these baseball games if I wasn't sitting here this week. Oh, let's I agree just with you. I agree. This, I, uh, hey, and, buddy,
1: I agree. I agree with you 100%. Me and you like to gamble. The ponies have been a lot of uh, racetracks that I can't get. So I'm playing more baseball. And the problem is I'm losing, not winning. So all the golf monies have been slowly sucked up. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Hopefully, you know, like, uh, what can I say, Gabe? I'm hoping for good (laughs) things from the Open Championship this week. I got to be honest with you. I'm dealing with a lot. I I am a defeated bear right now. I have been absolutely fumbled.
2: Um. You know, there was a dude in my elevator, and uh, I said to him, I said, how you doing tonight? He paused for a long time, and he looked at me, and he goes, ah, uh, I don't know. And I told him, yeah, I think that's one of the best comebacks I've ever gotten before. Like, he actually thought about it. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Decisions ready for HR radio. I am Cable Brett. He wrote down at the Duel Sportsbook, uh, Metal Edge Racetrack. Uh, kicking it uh, with uh, Cam uh, Stewart. Uh, people laying it down on uh, Saratoga. We have a pretty uh, lively crowd here on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Lou from Gamblue.com uh, will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk some UFC. Uh, Baker Mayfield keeps talking and uh, putting a bigger target. On his and uh, the Cleveland Browns at uh, back, we'll definitely get into this, but we're going to focus more on college football uh, right now. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com, uh, uh, joins us. Mark, always a pleasure. How you doing this afternoon?
4: Hey, my pleasure as always, Gabe. I'm doing great. How you doing?
2: I think you'd fit right in here, Mark. Um, we're sitting alongside uh, uh, about, uh, you know, two, three, four hundred three, uh, horse players right now, betting Saratoga at the Meadowlands.
4: Oh, there you go. That's nice. That's a, Saratoga is a big meet, much like Del Mar in California, Saratoga in the east. So it does bring the racing fans out, no question.
2: And I spoke to Paul Povey about an hour ago, and uh, Paul Bovee is actually sitting in the grandstand right now as we speak, uh, Cam. <laughs> at, Del oh, at, Del at Del Mar.
1: Oh, he's at Del Mar. good yeah. for Paul. Paul, he picks the good tracks. A big bomb just came in at Saratoga, 15 to 1. So, uh, yeah, it's it's all happening, the four-horse game. Uh, yeah, like Slavey gets it done there. Huh? Yeah, weird field Looks very sloppy there right now, Gabe. His mutter was a mutter.
2: Very, very sloppy. Yeah, it is a, it's a muddy track uh, right now at uh, Saratoga. So listen, before we get into the Conference USA, uh, Mark, there's a lot of hype about the Cleveland Browns uh, coming into this season. Baker Mayfield was very successful last year uh, as a rookie. Um, Yet yeah, he talks as if though he's, uh like the kid talks more than Tom Brady does. I mean, he talks more than Ben Roethlisberger does. He talks as though he's like a four-time MVP and a six, uh, six-time 6 Super Bowl champion, calling out his own teammate and Duke Johnson, a constant professional has been in the league forever, one of the most consistent running backs in the league over the years, too. Says, well, if he's a professional, he'll show up. We'll see. Um, kind of rolls his eyes. Um, his own teammates pulled him aside and said, yo, don't talk about veterans in that way. And now earlier in the day, the kid's running his mouth about the New York Giant organization, which is one thing, but specifically New York Giant fans uh, as well, uh, saying now Odell is playing in a city with real fans that actually show up every week and actually care about football. I guess they don't teach history or they don't get NFL football in Oklahoma. It's one of the stupidest comments uh, that I've heard this uh, this kid say. But I tell you, Mark, that target just gets bigger and bigger every time he opens his mouth, too.
4: You know, it's amazing, Gabe. Uh, you know, I just tweeted out th- this morning about uh, the Cleveland Browns and the fact that it's not time yet to pop the champagne. It'll be in the coffee club tomorrow. And if you go back to uh, when they realigned the divisions in 2002, if you look at the AFC North championship title winners, Pittsburgh has eight titles, Baltimore five, Cincinnati four, and Cleveland zip, zero. So until you win a title, uh, I don't think you should be yapping like he's yapping here right now. The other side of the coin is, uh, if you take a look at the cover of the Playbook Football Preview Guide magazine, where we have Baker Mayfield featured on there, he's wearing a wristband. And on that wristband, it says, Humble over Hype. And what he needs to do is carry that being around with him a little wow. bit more often rather than yes, talking yes. to the media like
2: that. Good humble over hype. It's always the guys that say they're humble that are yeah. actually aren't. <laughs> it's it's, it's like, true. He's got the big like, mouth yeah.
1: going. Come on, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Conor McGregor <laughs> says that, Cam. Conor, after, Connor, after uh, he loses, he goes, I'm humble in victory and I'm humble in, <laughs> humble in victory. You stick, That's you, right. you key back people after you win. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're humble. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, real humble. But, you know, it's interesting. I was wondering what the number would be for the season win total for the Cleveland Browns in the offseason. You know, it's nine and a half, and it seems to have settled in. And even though the media is all over the Cleveland Browns, Mark and Cam, it's like they are going to be a media circus. I get it. They're going to be on national television often uh, this year. I get all that. But the betting community, the betting market, and let's be real, um, it's not um, it's not the casual twenty dollar a game or twenty dollar parlay player that's moving uh, season win totals in the month of uh, in the month of May uh, June July etc. And I'll tell you, Mark, the betters haven't been on this. I've read a lot of the uh, the oddsmakers talking about this. Uh, they were talking about it down at South Point. They're like, Nah, the sharp guys are fading the Browns, and nobody's really bet them yet. Do you think there'll be a push to the window when the public starts paying attention in late August to the Cleveland Browns?
4: Unquestionably, there will be. You know, they, they are every year. There's an it team, the team that uh, the public just has to have a piece of it. And it's the Cleveland Browns this year. We saw San Francisco when Jimmy Garoppolo signed yeah. uh, the, the Cleveland Browns after the, uh, Baker Mayfield's rookie season where he very nearly won the rookie of the year. And a lot of people start making their case because when Freddie Kitchens took over calling the plays for the Browns last year, Baker Mayfield's record, his stats were through the charts. And now they've got Od- Odell Beckham to- added to the offense here as well. So everybody's seeing that. But the bottom line here is that was last year. This is this year. It's a different year. And there's different circumstances. And, you know, everything is all about the line. It's all about – uh, what price you're seeing as to what kind of a position you're going to take in the game. And at nine and a half wins, that's much, much too high for the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns will be satisfied, honestly, with the winning record, eight wins. Uh, and everybody's going to be targeting them this year. So I think they need to uh, kind of like eat some humble pie here real quick before the season begins.
2: I think Pittsburgh are the team to beat Kevin in this division. Yep. And I
1: think you guys bring up some great points. I'm on Pittsburgh too, Gabe. Uh, I was on Cleveland a little bit a little bit before when they were bad, and now they're good, and I'm going to stay away from these guys. I agree with <laughs> what you and Mark are saying, and I think something that's going to be under-talked about, and you just mentioned Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens is taking a lot of egos on, Gabe, and he's a new coach. He's not, a, he's not an old-season veteran there. You got Mayfield. You got Beckham Jr. You got a lot of guys. Can he handle that? That's the thing, man, because he's going to no. be in situations where he might crumble, and if he does, this thing can crumble fast he's a big x factor
2: he's already been combative with the media guys in minicamp he was combative with the media yeah why you ask these questions i'm not going to answer everything you ask me it's like dude you're in minicamp it's like rookie camp here bro chill out like wait till odell starts throwing things on the sidelines
4: mark he sounds like he sounds like a grizzled andy reed right now but the problem is, is andy reed's got a few games under his belt a lot of barbecue beef in his belly, and uh, Freddie Kitchens only <laughs> has that barbecue beef in his belly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> barbecue beef.
4: <in> barbecue <laughs> beef in the belly. I that's like amazing,
2: that. Mark. That's amazing, Mark. You know, it's funny cool. you say that. Uh, we've gone through this segment almost. We'll get to the conference say on the other side, but people are sort of looking for that chief regression. I'm not so sure it's coming. Uh, listen, uh, Mahomes isn't throwing 50 touchdowns again, but he probably throw 42, 44, He's still going to put up stupid numbers, you know, offensively, whatever, man. They were scoring 35 points a game last year, even if they scored 32 or 30 or whatever. But people don't focus on the defense enough, Mark. Kansas City Chiefs greatly improved on the defensive side of the football. I'm starting to kick the tires on them to go to the Super Bowl this year for real. This, I think you just mentioned Andy Reid. That's what triggered it. But I think Andy Reid, you know, he... The football gods owe this guy another trip to the bowl, too, don't they? You'd think.
4: <laughs> yeah, they certainly do. You know, he's paid his dues. He's been there and done that. Uh, you know, I think what the holes are, obviously, is uh, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. If they're, you know, Hunt's gone, he'll likely will be, or at least for a period of time. I don't uh, think he so, will be. You, know, you don't really, no?
2: I don't think he's going to get I suspended,
4: don't. no. Wow, well, I mean, after the Ray Rice incident, and you know, coming down as they are on players, you know, with uh, domestic violence. I, well, he, he's gonna. He, I think he's gonna get something anyway. But the bottom line is that. Chiefs offense won't be the same when we saw it last year. The defense has to improve because they went really backwards last year. They were a 400 yard defense that allowed almost 5 yards of carry. If I'm Andy Reid, that's my main concern. I think Patrick Mahomes takes care of the offense. It's the defense that Kansas City has to shore up this year.
2: Alright, we'll hit the uh, Conference USA on the other side. The battle in Florida. FAU, FIU. Butch Davis Lane Kiffman. Couple of former NFL coaches in the USA.
1: fantasy football season has started the season-long drafts in full swing and roto experts as you covered with their nfl 365 fantasy football package including the best math base, seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet david Masatic and the roto experts provide dynasty season-long betting baseball, and nfl draft draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com.
2: Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. I'm Gabriel Morensi at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Meadowlands uh, Racetrack. Busy afternoon uh, right now as the patrons are laying it down on uh, Louisiana Downs, on uh, Indiana Grand, (laughs) and, of course, on uh, Indiana Grand, yeah love Indiana uh, <laughs> and of course uh, Sarah toga Sarah toga um, toga gonna be crazy when it's live uh racing here when we're doing the show uh yeah. too but we got Mark Lawrence uh, with us right now let's jump in uh you can uh, pick up the uh the playbook college football preview uh football preview um, at a newsstand near you go to playbook.com for information you can get it on your mobile device whatever platform uh, you want it on we're going through the conferences in alphabetical order, so we're into the C's right now, uh, which means Conference USA. And a couple of years ago, Mark, both you and I were high on Lake Kiffin and uh, Florida Atlantic, and they put up 11 wins um, in a memorable, epic of season. Last year, they did not uh, handle the pressure very well. Uh, and, in fact, they were money birders. They were one of the worst teams in college football against uh, the point spread. Uh, yet here they are, uh, favorites once again to win uh, the uh, the Conference USA at uh, plus 300 right here at the FanDuel. Uh, meanwhile, their state rival, Butch Davis, FIU, the Panthers, um, you can get plus 450 uh, with FIU. Then it's Southern Mississippi at plus 480. And then we got North Texas at plus 550. Then there's a little bit of a drop off to Louisiana Tech, so... According to the oddsmakers, this is a pretty uh, competitive conference that's pretty wide open as far as who can win it, Mark.
4: It's wide open, Gabe. You take a look at the season win totals, you take a look at the odds that they've posted against them, and uh, it's the kind of a conference that any team wins it, nobody's going to be surprised because you can make cases for probably three or four teams on both sides of the divisions. Uh, Four from the West look like they're mirrors of one another and you could probably say much the same thing about the East. So uh, probably a little bit of value there in doing just that because the favorite is not an overwhelming favorite. So uh, if you have some sides and edges, there can be some money to be made in the Conference USA.
2: So what's your take on FAU? We'll start at the top uh, here uh, with Florida Atlantic. Uh, I see they got 13 returning starters, including their quarterback, but they do lose their best football player, who's now a member of the Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary, uh, Mark. Is it a bounce-back season? Was that, like, 11-win year kind of an aberration uh, with what Coach Kiffin uh, did? Uh, What do you expect uh, from this program this year?
4: You know, I kind of think, Gabe, that the 11-win season was more of an aberration than anything else as far as Florida Atlantic is concerned. Uh, You know, a lot of everything fell together for them that season. Lane Kiffin coming over, uh, all the hype, all the talk, a lot of the positiveness about the football program. And they went out and they delivered. Uh, You know, 11 wins, most ever in school football history. But then reality settled in last year with only five wins. And five wins with, as you said, an NFL football player on their roster who's going to make some noise in the National Football League and Devin Singletary as well. So I'm looking for Kiffin to maybe eventually crawl his way back up, but I don't see it happening this year. And the reason I don't is if you take a look at returning production rankings – they rank only 96th in the country as far as returning production goes. They have a little bit of a quarterback controversy. Uh, Chris Robeson, their quarterback starter last year, uh, was going to battle uh, France, uh, DeAndre Francois from Florida State to transfer. But Francois, the books got a little too heavy for him, and they didn't like his uh, party hours, and he's no longer on the football team. So it's not going to be Robeson taking back the quarterback position here. But uh, bottom line to me, I can see Florida State struggling this football season here. Their season win total, eight wins. That could be a little bit of a tall task for them.
2: Yeah, and Florida Atlantic. One thing I noticed about this team, too, they get tattooed against good teams in week one. And this Ever is Oklahoma? Happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and if you recall, Dan, Dan Patrick asked Lane Kiffin earlier in the week about that game. And he said, uh, Coach, you're going to Norman. How do you think you guys uh, match up? And he goes, not very well. And he said, uh, he goes, I wouldn't bet on us. He goes, I think this one's going to be a real blowout, and and it was. Um, Florida Atlantic are getting twenty-seven points against uh, Ohio State uh, in week one. Buckeyes laying twenty-seven against the uh, Florida Atlantic. Cam Owls. Woo 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 woo. That's a lot of uh, points, Gabe. <laughs> How about your panther? What, what kind of panther sound you got for FIU? Mark says it in the
1: playbook. He's a he's a friendly panther game because they have a nice schedule. So that's the thing. Uh, butch, butchie, the But as Mark says, butch cat on the prowl. You got to like it, Mark. Uh, a nice lean schedule. And uh, even this year, too, with some re- re- returning starters, this panther's got bite and claws.
4: Yes, they do, Cam. You take a look, no back-to-back road games for this football team. Part of that uh, cushy schedule, if you will, they're bringing a senior quarterback back in James Morgan. He was the MVP of the Bahamas Bowl last year. He transferred from Bowling Green, and he fit in like a glove with the program last year. So that's good news for them. 16 starters back overall, number six in the country in returning production rankings. Really a lot of people back on offense for this team. It would not surprise me at all if they are not the team to beat, not only in the East but also in the Conference USA this year. Butch Davis has done a masterful job with this football program here. I got to make them one or one A in the in this Conference USA East Division.
2: Uh, you know what I like? Uh, you know we were just talking about Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's all flash, and you know the interviews and mm. there's a lot of sizzle. Butch Davis, he's like the old lady oh, in the Wendy's Jesus. commercial. Yeah. Where's the, the beef? Like you know, he's been patient. He's been building this program up, and and as Mark talks about, now you've got all this returning experience. Don't forget, guys, they lost their quarterback a couple of years ago. Back up on Seattle now, on the Seattle Seahawks. So you know they yep. lost their quarterback, and FIU, like sort of you know, what they say, Mark, you know what goes up fast comes down even faster, right? And we saw that with you know with with um, with with the Florida Atlantic program. Meanwhile, Florida International has just been more steady, but more consistent um more consistent i like this football team a lot too so how about the southern miss a program that um you know they were they were they were sort of put on the map because of brett Favre, or people sort of started to find out about it because of brett Favre. then they were freaking consistent and they were one of the best ats teams and they were a great sort of sharp wise guy college football team uh, to bet on and then you know they hit rock bottom, man. When Munken was the coach there, Todd Munkin, you know, one in eleven seasons, and they 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 really were terrible. Yet you know, they're sort of back uh, right now, Mark. And like I said, the oddsmakers have them uh, right behind Florida International uh, to win this conference.
4: Well, I think the oddsmakers are spot on with the Florida International in the East and Southern. Mississippi in the West. I think they're the team to beat in the West Southern Miss. And, you know, for a lot of the right reasons, I keep hitting on this returning production. They're number one in the country with offensive returning production. Ten starters back on offense. Everybody in the offensive line for this football program here. A lot to like about this team here. And I think they're they're doing things the right way. Uh, you know, we all know how, how successful they were in bowl games year after year after year. Uh, Jay Hobson come over here, and he's taken them also uh, to two bowl games in a row, and he didn't go bowling last year. He had six wins bowl eligible, but nobody wanted them in a bowl. I think that chip on their shoulder will be there for them this particular football season. here, you know, Loaded with all this experience, i got to make the Golden Eagles the team to beat in the West.
2: Uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us. How about the Mean Green? Uh, yeah. Talking about a doormat of a football program, uh, guys. Uh, Seth Luttrell took over a team, as you wrote, Mark, that was one and 11 since then. He's won 23 football games, a division title uh, in, in his first three years in Denton. They have a nice, uh, they have a nice facility. This is a program that kind of has been flying under the radar. And, uh, you know, we all know Conference USA has produced a pretty good quarterback play uh, over the years. And Mason finds a hell of a quarterback
4: he sure is i mean if you're going to uh you know if you're going to lose your offensive coordinator like north texas did uh you wouldn't want a better coach to be around because latrell has been an offensive coordinator in fact i think he is the next neil brown that will graduate from the uh group of 5 to a power 5 football conference He's done a terrific job with North Texas here. Mason Fine, as you mentioned, threw for almost 4,000 yards last year. 27 TDs and only five interceptions. He's got a lot of weapons here. Uh, in fact, returning production. This conference is loaded with returning production here. Number five in the country, number two in total offense. So there's a lot to like about North Texas here again this year. Like I say, 1-1A, North Texas, Southern Mississippi, in the West.
2: How about this North Texas was the only FBS team to outgain every opponent during the regular season uh, last
4: year. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty impressive stat. Uh, you know, you're talking the likes of the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Oklahomas of the college football world, but they were the only team that was clean in the stats, outgaining every opponent they played.
1: Well, Mark, uh, Gabe, I, I don't know. One thing we've learned over the years: sometimes history repeats itself, and the Marshall Thundering Herder, are one of those teams, Mark. Uh, come bowl time you know what i mean you want some extra gifts just go all in with these guys they do they do some real good things six and oh straight up and against the spread and bowl games under doc holiday we talk about legendary coaches like frank solich and snyder but doc Holliday's done a great job with this marshall program throughout the years but uh, what do you think about the thundering herd this year mark perennial bowl team but uh might get a little bit tougher this time around but still a decent club
4: Well, you hit it right on the head, Cam. Bowl teams out of the Conference USA, they happen to own the best bowl record in bowl games going back to 2011. Uh, They play hard in bowl games. They schedule bowl opponents in non-conference games. They're not afraid to take anybody on, and Marshall's one of those teams here. This is another football team in the East that I think is going to challenge FIU.
2: All right, when we come back, we'll take a look at Skip Holtz and Louisiana Tech. As Mark alluded to, there's a lot of experience returning this year and. the Conference USA, high-scoring conference. New guys could be some overs dashing. Got divisions. Ready. Rage Radio continues. Mandel Sportsbook medal ends. Race back. I am Campbell for for the Thousand Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, Mark Lawrence, with us for a couple of more minutes. Um, Skip Holtz. Skip Holtz was one of the best money makers as a college football coach when he was in East Carolina, especially as an underdog. Uh, guys, as we uh, both remember, um, you know the Pirates were uh, they were great. Uh, scavengers uh, being the buckaroos that they were. They would scavenge covers as underdogs. Louisiana Tech, quite frankly, Mark, I mean, the offense just hasn't been good enough. We talk about we talk about the Conference USA. I mean, in the Conference USA, man, this isn't the Big Ten, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you know this, Cam. I'm like, if you want to win football games in the Conference USA, you better be scoring in the 40 points, guys. Easy, yep. You got to score 40 plus points in this conference. Mm-hmm. And Louisiana well, Tech has had a hard time doing it recently.
4: No, they did uh, three years ago, Gee, but they've gone backwards offensively in both points scored and uh, yards gained, three years in a row. So there is uh, obviously a U-turner needed by Skip Holtz here this football season. Here, you mentioned he's a great dog, 48 and 24 to the spread in his career. That's. You know, it's like an automatic play. You have to either play him or, you know, don't lay the points with the favorite into him. But I think the thing that jumps out the most to me is the fact if you take a look at this team, the last three years, they've had five one-point losses. You turn those five one-point losses around, and you're talking about a team that could have won 10 games two of those three years, but they didn't. You know, and they're going to have to learn how to do just that. Uh, the, my concern here would be on the defensive side where they've only got five starters back nobody on the defensive line bottom line to me is there, I don't think they win, uh, win their division here this, this football season here but uh, they're also a football team that I, could be in the West I think they're the third best team in the West and I'll be looking for Holtz taking points in the right situations
2: can't mention Marshall they're in 9-1 to one. so yeah. are UAB pretty crazy then there's a drop to 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 to, to the Raiders at, at Middle Tennessee at fourteen to one, but UAB's nine to one even mark. Yep. You've literally got seven teams within nine to one that they have posted to win this conference.
4: Yeah, four teams all with seven or seven and a half season win totals. It, it, it's a crapshoot. It's you know you can make cases for any team you like. Uh, you know, the bottom line here is looking for that team you think is on the come as opposed to going backwards uh, this football season. That's why I think Southern Mississippi, Seth Luttrell, I think he's Neil Brown in the making there. I think that's one reason. UAB. Really, really well-coached football team. Uh, The question I might have with them is, are they living a little bit on that borrowed time when they came back and the whole world rallied around them? Uh, When they came back after that death sentence here and they responded, they responded terrifically. But 11 wins Mm -hmm. last year, it's kind of hard to to play up to that level again. What goes up usually comes down.
2: You're aging yourself, Mark, with the Don Meredith uh, reference. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The party's it. over. He's over. He used, to say, he used to say, that the had a Monday Night Football. Although, another... although last week, Mark, we looked up. Remember, like when you said, uh, you said you were coming from the, uh, you're coming the from the stylist, yes. and you said, only oh, it's between uh, you and your barber. Only you and your stylist knows what's in your hair, Mark. The color, right?
4: Uh, yes.
2: We yes. looked it up. That's a reference from 1955. <laughs>
4: It is, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it's America,
2: the Clairol. It's the, 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 it, the Clairol lady. Your barber will know. Only her hairdresser knows. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I I should have said, uh, you know, I could have gone far back and uh, started talking about bro cream and uh, uh, oh, all and those hair tonics. Cream. Yeah, all <laughs> those things that they used back then.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I must, Mark,
1: Laura. I have, you know what, Gabe? I like but, what Mark wrote about... Uh, another interesting team here like uh charlotte the charlotte 49ers used to be a basketball school they had the football program in a couple years will hilly comes in there from austin p mark and i love what you said in your write-up too this group young they were spring chickens turned into barnyard roosters and these guys you're even thinking maybe bowl for this team 11th ranked defense among fbs schools you gotta like what the 49ers are doing and in conference usa you can do uh things pretty quickly
4: yeah, and that's a great point, Cam. This is the team out of the East that I think can make some noise. You know, they're not going to win the division or threaten to win it, but I think they can threaten to become a bowl team this football season here. And I think it's a perfect spot for them coming in uh, as they are this football season here. Uh, Will Healy, their head coach, he comes over from Austin P. And he was the Eddie Robinson Award winner National FCS Coach of the Year in 2017. So they're bringing somebody in here that knows how to win and how to get the job done here. Keep an eye on Charlotte here. I think they'll be in a lot more games than they will not this year.
2: A team that hasn't been in a lot of games, the Miners, UTEP, uh, over the years. (laughs) Um, But um, I don't know how they've recruited, uh, but they've actually recruited a couple of uh, three-star recruits, 12 uh, two-star recruits. They're starting to assemble a little bit more talent. I'm not talking bowl games, but will you be looking at UTEP at all this year, Mark, as an underdog in situations?
4: Probably not. <laughs> they're uh, Texas-El Paso, you, you have to think that if you're going to play an underdog, you have a chance to win the game. And I don't think they're at that level here yet this football season. Here you know, They're going to be taking big, big points, a big bucket of points. So it might be difficult laying them into them. But, you know, you can also make a choice of backing out and not playing a team or a game uh, they do uh, one win in two seasons. They're going to have to show me a little bit more here. And they're also, take a look at, uh, you're talking about returning production experience, 124th overall, 129th defensively. They improved defensively last year, but I think that goes backwards this year. and the UTEP's in a little bit of trouble this season.
2: Cam, this is something to remember come uh, Saturday afternoons this year. The Rice Owls, Woo-hoo. Um, Woo-hoo. Man, a lot of owls out there, yeah, uh, sure. Bryce Owls, <laughs> 31 11 and 3 against the spread as a conference home dog, including mm. 16 2 and 2 against the spread when uh, taking less than seven points. That's quite, that's from Mark Lawrence's database. That's a hell of a track record as a home dog, Mark.
4: Yeah, for a bad football team, it sure is, Gabe. You know, there's some teams that you can, maybe that are bad teams, but you know when they're in the right role, when they're at home, this football team tends to stand up a little bit. They had a tough season last year. They went through uh, four quarterbacks, four starting quarterbacks last year. Uh, They started the third most amount of freshmen, the third most underclassmen. That usually turns around for a football team the following year. Uh, they come back with the fifth-ranked team in total returning production, fourth on defense here. The Owls could be a, a little bit crispy this year. I think they're going to end up being a nice point-spread play.
2: Crispy, just the way Cam likes it.
1: Yeah, I like crispy. Gabe. I like my chicken crispy, my bacon crispy. There's another one, Gabe. Mark's the best. I'm looking at Old Dominion here. He goes, uh, sadly, Wilder shopping at TJ Maxx for ju- goes this year. T.J. Maxx, Mark. Yeah, T.J. Maxx in there. I've been to T.J. Maxx. You can get, like, eight shirts for, like, 20 bucks there at T.J. Maxx. But Old Dominion, the the Monarchs, too, uh, kind of – they're an interesting team, kind of like Charlotte there. But uh, the 49ers have a lot more upside than uh, Old D does. Right, Mark?
4: Uh, No question about it, Cam. You take a look. This team is really hurting from the returning production side of things. As they say, they had to go out and hit that Juco circuit this year. That's never a good thing when you have to do just that. Uh, you know, Bobby Wilder's uh, been there for quite a while. But the bottom line here, uh, I, I, I think it all ends for them. It comes uh, to a tough season this year. They they even had their home sellout win streak snapped last year at 60. So if the fans are beginning to walk away from this team. So, too, am I at the betting window.
2: Man, how many teams are in the conference USA? 22?
4: That's the biggest 20. conference. <laughs> well, there's four, there's 14. Two owls? How about there's... Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, 14 of them in the Conference USA and only 10 in the Big 12. Go figure that out.
2: All right. So the only ones we haven't gotten to, we didn't get to Western Kentucky, and we didn't get to the Roadrunners. And then we can let you go, Mark. Um, So Western Kentucky, uh, I hope this Helton can coach better than the other Helton because Clay's in a lot of trouble. So um, Clay Helton's brother takes over Western Kentucky. Uh, Long time offensive coordinator, though, at uh, at uh, WKU, USC, Tennessee. He's been around. He does have experience as an OC before, Mark.
4: Well, what he's going to do is put some juice into this program here, Gabe. Uh, this is a team that was really highly potent offensively. And, you know, they're putting up uh, basketball scores at a point in time uh, when Jeff Rom was there. Things went sideways with them when Mike Sanford came in. I think Helton could reignite this offense. Uh, and he's going to need to do that. He's got a, he got a lot of young kids on this program that played before, and that's that Recipe again, playing a lot of young kids to let them be mature and become experienced. He's got 10 starters back on offense, everybody in the offensive line. Uh, this is a team you got to watch. i got to respect them this year here. I think Helton bringing that playbook over here, if he's not, like you say, uh, like Clay Helton, his brother here, I think he, he can put some spark into this Western Kentucky team.
2: And finally, in closing, Phoebe, um, Roadrunners.
4: Well, the UTSA Roadrunners, Texas San Antonio, uh, this is one of the teams that uh, doesn't have a lot of experience like a lot of teams in this conference do. Uh, They're bringing their third offensive coordinator in in as many years. That's never a good sign. Uh, the offense regressed 140 yards. The defense went backwards nearly 140 yards last year. Not a lot to like or say about Tennessee, the Roadrunner, or Texas, uh, San Antonio, the Roadrunners. That's why they and Texas, El Paso, you know, if you want to bet them, you can get plus 10,000 uh, on, know, on, on a betting line. Their season win total is only two. But you've got to tell me, Gabe, which of those two games they're going to win this football season
2: mark lawrence with us playbook.com and mark also has so you can get the playbook guys you'll be totally prepared for the upcoming season great information as far as nfl football uh pro football college football uh statistical trends uh mark lawrence's database is second to none returning production a great addition uh to to the playbook uh but of course uh, those of you know mark lawrence's coffee club delivered to your inbox on a daily basis, available on your mobile devices as well. And uh, looking at tonight's uh, Coffee Club uh, facts, uh, Garrett Cole on the Hill for the Houston Astros tonight brings a 7-2 mark with a 2, two one earned run average and a 0.95 whip in his last uh, nine-team starts in Anaheim uh, tonight. He's 38-15, listed as chalk. 4-0 uh, oh, his last four-team starts against uh, the Halos. 2-0 in his career in this park, not to mention ten and four with a three three six earner run average uh, when coming off a team start uh, lost. there's a lot uh, there's a lot of ledgers uh, mark, next to the Astros name tonight.
4: yeah, we like to say he's checking a lot of boxes uh, is Garrett Cole. and I like to look at ace pitchers when they when they uh, failed in their previous start and when you can do that and bring some history to the pitcher, you end up making a nice case for a team. Now, some people don't want to go out and lay this kind of chalk, but I would use this as insurance not to bet the dog. So you're either going to play Houston or not play the game.
2: Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Great stuff, uh, Mark. Thank you for taking the time to be with us.
4: My pleasure. As always, guys, you guys enjoy the games. I'll catch you next week.
2: You got uh, it, Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Can't wait uh, for college uh, football. We'll have something else to uh, to bet on besides just baseball. Well, no, we do man. have golf. You've got some yeah, golf, we, and you've been killing the golf. You're playing with House Money almost uh, with the uh, golf. We have CFL football till baseball, tomorrow.
1: Kill baseball, Gabe. I'm giving it away. That's the problem when we bet every night. You're at the book doing the live show. Like, we want action, right? A smart man would have socked it away, but I'm not saying I'm a smart man. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, not going back to the Rockies, San Fran winning again, Gabe. Is this team going to make the playoffs? The way they're rolling, like, they're, they're thinking about a
2: wild card run. The Giants Die. are on fire. They went from being certain sellers to... Ooh. Now, listen, to they have to yeah. seriously consider this now. Now, the thing is, yeah. you, I talked about this last night a little bit in in-game live. They have five teams that are ahead of them. Yeah. But, but, and are they going to... They can't continue to play at this rate. And they're doing this just the back through 500. But on the same equation, Tim, I feel as if though they owe it to Bruce Ochi on the way out to give this guy a chance. Good. Exactly. They're heating up. Yeah. He's got the magic punch this guy. The biggest head head in the game. All right, Thanks to Mark Morris for joining us on the program. Great stuff with Park. As always. Um uh, we've got Major League Baseball on tap here this evening. Uh but if um if you're all baseballed out um so far this week, MLS returns uh cam tonight. Uh, we got four MLS four. games on tap. Yeah, four of them. You betting? Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm looking here. You don't have to be Pele to know the Vancouver Whitecaps are a terrible team. Yeah. <laughs> um, New England, the Revolution, the Rev. Uh, they've got an eight-game unbeaten streak going right now, to camp. The problem is, but there's always a problem. The problem is they're minus two ninety. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh. yeah, minus two ninety yeah. Atlanta Atlanta United are minus one seventy five. They're the defending champions. Of course, they've got some injuries and they're not playing quite as well. Um, they're minus one seventy five. Houston Dynamo uh, go to Atlanta. New England host Vancouver minus two ninety Chicago fire minus one fifty five against the visiting crew. And uh, TFC actually down at Bemo Cam hosting New York Red Bulls tonight, and TFC are favored minus one forty. I wouldn't trust yeah. them. I agree with you. I agree with you. This is not. I their think year. a draw plus three I'd ten. Know, I'd even
1: look at New York. I'd even look at Red New Bull, York. Red Bulls are a good team.
2: They are. They are very good. How about very plus careful. one? Cam, let's see if we can get plus one. Let's, let's what's what what's a handicap here? Spread props. All right, FanDuel spread prop. If you can get it, take it, dude. I get the Red Bulls plus one, plus one ten. Yep, I like that. So if I oh, lose, ah, yeah. nah, but no push, Ugh, oh. no push. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. no pushy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no pushy. Steve pushy. Uh.
1: <laughs> you you need the Steve pushy, or else you can't do it, buddy. Sorry, I'm gonna have to put my foot down. Sorry. I don't. No, I
2: know. <laughs> it changes everything. It does change a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have winners tonight, buddy. Baseball's is really uh, yeah. it's, uh, hot, running hot and cold. I'm doing okay today, though. Actually, had a piece of Milwaukee. They held on. They had a five nothing lead. They went five to four. Like baseball, it's not good for your heart. Too many
2: swings. Good call. <laughs> you had the Brewers last night too. Yeah, but I lost everything else.
0: Update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news,
5: news, 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 news,
1: news, news. Thank you very much, Yang. I'm Cam Stewart with your fast sports news update. We got some breaking news here: the Falcons signing a Jones, but not a Julio. Eon Jones, very solid linebacker though, has signed a four-year extension with Atlanta for fifty-seven million dollars, thirty-four million guaranteed, more to come on this story. Uh, crazy stuff at the NFL: a felony arrest warrant has been issued for Cardinals offensive tackle Desmond Harrison. Harrison being charged with assault on a person by strangulation and assault on a female. Uh, after uh, this news broke, the Arizona Cardinals released the 25-year-old offensive lineman. The Denver Broncos will have wide-out Emmanuel Sanders and running back Philip Lindsay when camp starts. Both of their seasons cut short due to injuries last year, and uh, so that's good news for the Denver Broncos as Drew Locke still uh, is uh, waiting in the wings here. Uh, John Elway obviously saying, Flacco is my guy. Also breaking in the NBA, the Oklahoma City Thunder in a story today increasingly expect chris paul to start with the team when the season starts interesting stuff let's go to the afternoon baseball card fellas the st louis cardinals hold on to beat the pirates six to five goldschmidt's three-run dinger the difference carlos martinez picks up the save for the redbirds mets big underdog there they got it done today smoking the minnesota twins 14-4 on the war uh, on the road vargas yeah vargas with the win for the win twins for the mets over the twins milwaukee atlanta brew crew hold on for a five to four win it got scary milwaukee up five anderson the win keichel the loss hater save number 21 for the brew crew cincy and cubs cubs you darvish starting to be a lot better five two darvish the win gray the loss Kimbrel the save for chicago and right now san francisco they are winning again, 8-5 to five in the top of the eighth. They're going for five in a row with a win over Colorado. The Giants will be 9-2 and two in their last 11 games. And Oakland is up on Seattle 7-2. to two. They are playing in the bottom of the seventh inning. It appears this season could be Aroldis Chapman's last with the Yanks. The All-Star closer says, quote-unquote, 1 million percent uh, going to opt out of his contract at the end of the season. This, according to Ken Rosenthal, Chapman's set to make 30 mil over the final two years of his five-year $86 million pack there. Chapman putting together a very, very solid season for the Pinstripes, posting a 2.09 fifth while going 25 for 29 in save opportunities for the AL East leading Yankees. And the lefty owns a 14.9 K rate per nine innings. The Texas Rangers lefty, Mike Miner, likely going to be traded before the July 31st deadline. This according to MLB Network's John Morosi. The Brewers and Phillies among the listed teams interested in the top of the list of the 31-year-old services. Minor coming off a great season, to His first All-Star appearance, and he has a 2.73 ERA and 122 innings of work, along with 121 strikeouts. Blue Jays have acquired uh, pitcher Wilmer Font from the Mets uh, for our favorite thing, cold, hard cash. Let's take a look at the lines for tonight. Three games at 7.05, Washington minus 185 at Baltimore. Feedy and Brooks, total 11 and a half in that game. Tampa Bay taking on the Yankees. Pinstripes, minus 165, 10. Chirinos and Herman. Dodgers laying 65 cents at Philly, 11. Ada versus Pavetta, three more at 710. Toronto at Boston. Red Sox, 255 favorites, 11. Sanchez and Rodriguez. We got Detroit at Cleveland. Indians, big chalk, minus 310. Total nine, Turnbull and Clevenger. San Diego laying 60 cents at Miami, seven and a half. Paddock and Richards, 805 action. Arizona, 25 cent favorites at Texas, 10 and a half. Ray and Chavez, 815. White Sox at KC. Royals minus a $1, buck 30. 10 and a half. Nova and Duffy, ten oh seven action. Houston minus 195 at the LA Angels. Cole, he's on fire versus Pena. And we have a total of nine in that baseball game. In the NHL, the Colorado Avalanche avoiding arbitration with forward JT Comper. They signed him to a four year, $14 million deal today. He had an arbitration meeting coming up. 16 goals and 32 points in 66 games. Also very solid in the postseason for the Avalanche. He had six points and some big goals. The NHL Seattle expansion franchise is going to name uh, former Hartford Whaler legend Ron Francis as her team's inaugural GM. Sources telling Jeff Baker of the Seattle Times, Francis is largely responsible for building the Carolina Hurricanes franchise that made it to the Eastern Final in 2018-19. He joined the club office in 2016, GM and executive VP in 2014, and what a career. He's a fifth on the NHL's all-time career point list as well. So we love Ronnie Francis. That's a good hire if they get it done. NBA Raptors signing Cameron Payne. Golf tomorrow. Rory McElroy, the hometown favorite, eight to one. Kepka 10 to 1. DJ and Tiger are listed at 16 to 1. Gabe mentioned it four games in the MLS tonight. We will go through the board, the baseball board, and a whole lot more. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Morensi, hosts hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio. Coming up next, we'll go through the baseball board, some soccer golf and all everything on the betting board stick around hour two of red heat and rage radio on the fantasy sports radio network coming up next
3: all you have to decide is what
0: to do with the time that is given to you game Game time time time. decisions
2: Level two game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio Fantasy Sports Radio uh, Network live from the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Metal Edge, racetrack busy place uh, this afternoon. It's only going to get busier as the football season rapidly approaches. We'll get into a little football. We briefly talked about uh, Baker Mayfield's big mouth uh, earlier. Yet um, the Cleveland Browns already with a ton of pressure. The Cleveland Browns are already going to be a soap opera as it is. They don't need any self-inflicted wounds. And uh, Baker Mayfield seems to like to cut himself. Uh, but um, we'll get to that a little bit uh, later on. we got Major League Baseball on tap here this evening. Uh, MLS soccer uh, shaking up a little bit. we got four MLS soccer games on the board. And, of course, the countdown is on, uh, Cam. We're about seven and a half hours away from... Uh, Tee off the Open, the British Open.
1: Can't wait for the British Open. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty wide open. It's interesting the way certain guys are coming in. Pressure on Rory McIlroy being from uh, Northern Ireland. Brooks Kepka very tired after, you know, always contending in every major. Is he going to have enough gas in the tank? I think there it opens up the door for a lot of other guys, Gabe. Those, you know, 18 to 45 type of guys. Like, I think that the second wave and third wave of, of guys where we look, the Justin Thomas the Adam Scott's the Henrik Stenson's guys on your card Rafa Cabrera Bayo, a guy I love this week for top 20s and uh, you know for top 10s and sprinkling on the wind so I'm going to avoid the big uh, chalk guys Tiger Woods too if the winds pick up with his age I think he's really going to struggle we'll see what happens they're predicting uh, unpredictable weather and that's the thing if the winds don't pick up they will eat Royal Portrush up there will be very low scores if it picks up you want big ball strikers, guys like Kepka, Thomas, you know, guys who can really uh, hit the ball deep because it's hard hitting into those wins in
2: Northern Ireland, my friend. It is. And this this is a course that uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows this course. They haven't played there in 68 years. Yep. So Rory Rory does a bit. There's a couple and of McDowell. dudes. And McDowell. McDowell and knows know it. it. The Irish guy, Shane Lowry. A big yeah, deal. but it's not like they're there. They played it a million yeah, times exactly. or anything like yeah. that um you could argue one of the biggest uh the biggest advantages is brooks kepka's caddy i guess knows this set up this course very very well one of the reasons why i believe that tiger woods tried to uh tried to um, Get it, play a practice round with kepka yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> i i love i love we talked about it too brooks kepka no i'm not and that's the thing like Tiger Woods, he, he I gotta hand it to him. He's a master too. Getting the media and everybody on his side made a joke of it. Kind of made Kepka Kepka kind of look like a dick. But I'll I'll tell you one thing: Why would you? Like if I was if I was the the, the major guy, I don't want to have Tiger Woods playing a practice round with me. I'm sorry, I like it. Be more no, I thought like
2: this. I'm not in a hurry to bet on Rory, but uh, Rory, unbelievable, four straight top five finishes at the British Open. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, Blue, gambler.com joins us next. All right, level two continues. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage our radio. Fantasy Sports our radio network. SportsGrid.com, iHeart, in and uh, many other uh, platforms. We're throwing it down at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook, Meadowlands, a racetrack and a casino, uh, Saratoga has uh, been a, a very, very uh, popular track that people have been betting on uh, today in the slop, in the mud. Yep. We got some baseball games on top. We got four MLS soccer games. I'll be back at 8 o'clock Eastern uh, tonight. Uh, Joe Ranieri is going to join us again for a couple of hours. Cam will be with us tomorrow night. Joe Ranieri steps up and in uh, tonight. Uh, Brian Leonard, longtime handicapper, wagertalk.com, Brian Leonard will join us. And uh, Bob Banno, uh tomato. this evening
3: oh, yeah, yeah we'll do some live
2: back. live <laughs> baseball uh live baseball talk some live in-game mls maybe a little future uh talk as well and then i look forward to a uh, cam and game uh, throwing down tomorrow night we'll have some CFL football on the board uh, tomorrow night let's bring in uh, lou uh right now talk some mma as uh, the ufc is relentless on a weekly basis this week they are in san antonio Lou, Gamblu.com.
5: How you doing, Lou? Doing great, guys. Always a pleasure. And looking forward to talking about some uh, fights in Texas.
2: Yeah, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Thrown it down. So let's jump right in, uh, Lou. Leon Edwards and uh, Dos and, uh, Angeles. I see that uh, Edwards, small a favorite against uh, the veteran here. Um, does this fight, uh, did it catch your eye when you saw this matchup?
5: It did catch my eye, and the first inclination was that I thought that Price was very attractive on Edwards, considering. Now, I believe that uh, Dos Anos uh, fought an unbelievable fight, his last out against Kevin Lee, but let's not forget that was Kevin Lee's first soiree up in weight against a guy in Dos Anos that had been fighting at that welterweight level for a few fights. And granted, Dos Anos has fought a you know multitude of tough fights. He beat Lawler, then he comes back, Covington and Usman, two top five guys, arguably, in that division. He loses both. And then was too much for Kevin Lee, who gassed out late. I think there's too much positive spin on Dos Anos from the Kevin Lee fight, honestly, Gabriel. Uh, Dos Anjos is a touch undersized. Edwards is going to be seven years the younger man. He's going to have four, three inches of height, and he's going to have four inches of reach in his arms, five inches of reach with his legs. Uh, I think the uh, Dos Anjos coming in off of that uh, win against Lee makes him feel pretty good about himself. Meanwhile, Edwards can't find anyone to fight him. Nobody in that division wants to take a fight against him. Dos Anos is the fourth-ranked welterweight, Edwards 11. And I believe after Saturday, Edwards will be a higher-ranked welterweight than he currently is now. The issue with him is that Dos Anos is durable, and uh, Edwards' history has been one where he really fights to a lot of decisions. He can overwhelm guys. He but you know, he, he beat Gunnar Nelson in a split decision, uh Cerrone, uh he, he finished Sabota real late in a fight. Uh so I question whether he's got the kind of goods to finish Dos Años, but I do like him and I think at minus one twenty, 120, minus one twenty five, that's a that's a real fair price and I don't like to pay too many negative prices
2: anyway. I will take Edwards. He's won seven straight fights since losing to Usman, and no shame in losing to Usman. Uh, as you mentioned, too, I don't see any totals yet uh, for this, but I would imagine that this fight uh, would be going the distance, you know, with the exception of somehow Edwards got submitted uh, by Dos Angeles. But what you have to like, Lou, is so he loses to Usman back in 2015, yet you have to like the fact that he's consistently, every time that they've, every time they've moved it up, you know what I mean? Every time they've, they've made it a little bit more difficult and the skill level of his opponent has been moved up, he's answered it, right? I mean, you know, is a tough guy. Uh, he gets it done, you don't have decision. Sabota was a guy that a lot of people were talking about. Uh, he finishes him. Cowboy Cerrone, um, you know, grinds it out against Cowboy. Gunnar Nelson. So he's beaten some some pretty quality fighters. We have to give Edwards credit for this.
5: Not only that, those fighters—Gabriel come with a litany of styles: Luke Barbarina, exactly. pressure strikers, Peter yep. Sabota. He's a ground fighter, Cerrone. You know, kickboxer Gunnar Nelson, karate, and and a floor and now, fighter. Now so, they
2: throw jits at him. Now they throw jujitsu at
5: they, him. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but I, I honestly, I, I think the kids got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's half uh, peeved from getting schooled by Masvidal in the hallway of the of, that, of Masvidal's fight previous to Askren. And, <laughs> and I think overall, uh, whoever were to fight uh, Leon Edwards on Saturday night would be in a bad spot. Except Masvidal. <laughs> I, actually, I, I oh, think oh, uh, uh, Masvidal's wait, a fade for me. Masvidal's a fade moving forward for me, and I'd love to see yeah. Edwards. Masvidal. I don't think Masvidal would take that fight.
2: I remember uh, you said that actually last week. You were talking about you're waiting to uh, you're waiting for the spot to go against him. So listen, Lou, you know this card is an interesting one in Texas, and it's not Cam a card where there's a ton. At least you know on the main card, it's not like there's a ton of massive favorites.
1: Yeah, you know and, what I mean. It like, also looks well, like a mean card, Gabe. Like, like some of these guys that I'm seeing, like. A lot of veterans, like like I, I feel punishment in Texas when I look at some of these names here. Some older guys, like a lot of I don't a lot of mean spirited uh, fighters. Would you guys not not agree in this one? We're going to see some uh, some down and dirty, maybe some blood and some uh, craziness on this card, there, guys.
2: Yeah, they've got uh, they've got fighters with bad intentions. Like Leon Edwards yes. is a cocky kid. He's got an attitude. Walt Harrison, a little Nick, will be a fun fight. You got Greg Hardy. Hardy, uh, he's <laughs> yeah. yeah finally James, right. <laughs> James James Vick is a mouthy kid,
5: as Lou knows. <laughs> so, uh, uh,
2: Walt Harris and Olilnik. Uh, any any opinion on that fight, Lou?
5: Yeah, I, I happen to think that you know Harris really is is nothing but but power, and Olilnik is. Is going to have a, a a vast size disadvantage, but a vast experience advantage as well as a reach advantage. Uh, I'm surprised Harris is the favorite, and I I think uh, uh, Ole is a is a mangy mud. I think he's a he's a live dog. That's surely a dog that I'm looking at in this card. Listen, if he can get this fight uh, into the second round. I think Harris could be slow, sluggish, out of gas, and this guy could be all over
2: him. Yeah, he's forty-two, but I like the I like the experience as well. He's fought in everybody. He's beaten some very, you know, big dudes, big names. He should be able I agree with you, he should be able to get uh through Walt Harris here. So so Greg 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 Hardy and I'll be on uh, I'll be on the Aboa construction, the uh constructor, the Russian as well. So Greg Hardy has been uh, you know massively favored. In all of his fights, I was somewhat surprised to see that he wasn't such a big uh, favorite this time around. And I guess that's because he's fighting a big-ass dudes here in the Kraken in uh, in Juan Adams. Um, coming from the Dana White uh, Contender uh, Series, what's your take on this fight? I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about Juan Adams. Yeah,
5: Juan Adams lost his last fight to a undersized Canadian wrestler, Boulard. And after, you know, four and a half minutes, he was slower than the Statue of Liberty and more brittle. Uh, He's quite limited. He's nowhere near the athlete Hardy is. I think he's getting a lot of credit because he's 6'5", Hardy's size, length, reach, et cetera. Uh, Juan Adams cuts weight to get to 265. He's a big boy, but uh, I think that the difference in athletic uh, the the athlete in Hardy is going to make the difference here and I think we could look back on this one uh Cam and Gabe and think how could Hardy have ever been lined as a pick'em against this guy uh, I like Greg Hardy a lot in the fight
2: yeah and I'm looking at this guy's wins and you know he's beaten seven and nine fighters all right great stuff with Lou we'll continue the conversation on the other side Lou Gamblu.com with us talking uh, UFC. We'll get a little NFL in before we let him go as well. We'll get Cavs
3: uh, golf. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
1: You want to take home a million bucks playing daily fantasy golf at the 2019 British Open? Become the eighth daily roto lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tourney, and become one of the countless number of people that won thousands playing DFS. If you're playing DFS golf and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and see how you can unleash the unbelievable power of the Daily Roto relationship with Data Golf. That's 10% using the promo code FNTSY when you sign up for DailyRoto.com for the Daily Roto Fantasy Golf Premium product. It's uh, tee time. Get your 10%
2: discount today, Morenzi. Thank you very much, Cam Stewart. Uh, I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down to FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Meadowlands uh, Racetrack uh, in East Rutherford, uh, New Jersey. Uh, Greg Hardy uh, minus one oh six at FanDuel. One Adams minus one sixteen. Hard to pass up. Uh Greg Hardy is an underdog uh in this uh fight. I you know, we're all on the same page uh, here. I'm liking Leon Edwards at minus one sixteen. Uh I like O'Nilnik yeah. at plus one twenty six. We got Hardy at minus one oh six, which leads us into uh James Vick and uh, Dan Hooker. Uh Lou. Uh Vick and uh, Hooker, uh Vick, the local Texan. As I talked about earlier, uh, Vic is, uh, you know, Vic likes to talk. Uh, Cam was a good uh, good observation, Cam. There's a lot of loudmouths and uh, dudes with bad intentions <laughs> yep. on this card. Man, uh, I can't believe Vic's already 32 years old. Where does the time go? Um, so, yeah, uh, he's from Mineral Well, Texas, taking on the Dan Hooker. Uh, Vic's on a two-fight losing streak right now. He talked all that crap to Gaethje, and then he got knocked the F out, Lou and uh, then he lost the unanimous decision to Paul Felder. Uh, meanwhile, we have uh, Dan Hooker coming in here, the Kiwi from New Zealand. Um, he was on a, a four-fight win streak, but he lost Edson Barbosa in his last uh, fight. What's your take on Hooker and Vic, Lou?
5: Yeah, it was the manner by which Dan Hooker was destroyed against Barbosa that displayed... Hooker's grid and toughness on the one hand, uh, but it also gives a little bit of, of question, hesitation, as to what kind of turnaround uh, is he going to have from that fight. To me, that, that's really the only question with Hooker. I favor him in every aspect of this fight. But um, Vic, Gaethje's got some power. And and Vic has has been real chinny. That said, Felder the the loss to Felder isn't terrible. Felder is a grinding guy that returned back down, you know, to a uh, to a reasonable one fifty five after he, after he went up to one seventy. So uh, if Vic can avoid getting flushed by Hooker, this thing's got decision written all over it. Vic has no power. I don't see him finishing Hooker, um, but I could see him. Using high IQ, he needs a win. And uh, I can see him using a little bit of reach advantage here and a little bit of height and just pitter-pattering his way to a decision here and getting some home cooking. Uh, hooker open minus 185, and I think that's probably about right. So uh, the the betting markets come in on Vic a little bit here. Uh, again, uh, to me, this is a easy over two-and-a-half. I just don't know what kind of juice we're going to have to pay uh, to have to to have to get there. Now I'm looking right now. I see it five dimes, fight goes to decision plus one fifteen. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's maybe where I would go to get a little taste of plus money here. Uh, Vitt's not going to finish Hooker, and the question will be: Is Hooker going to be able to catch up to Vitt? Uh,
2: Alexander Hernandez was heavily hyped against Cowboy Cerrone. Um, cash at ticket. I was on the Cowboy. It's the kid's first fight uh, since that loss, uh, Lou. Um, now taking on another grizzled vet in Francisco Trinaldo. It's amazing how everyone just assumed that he was going to beat Cowboy up, and he got humbled. Um, now he gets a Trinaldo. Sort of similar, you know, not similar in style, I guess. to Cowboy, but similar, similar vet that's you know been around, forty years old, has seen it all. Extremely mentally tough. Um, what do you make of this fight uh, here?
5: Yeah, I I, I make the, I make this fight uh, as a fight where the USC gives Hernandez, who just got his PhD in MMA against Cerrone, as you pointed out, a ticket to fight at home in Texas against a forty-year-old guy that's clearly on the other side of his career. This is purely a set-up match for Hernandez. We will get his absolute best effort bouncing off of Cerrone. He was flapping his gums and he got totally embarrassed and schooled. I expect a focused, furious effort out of a pretty furious fighter in Alex Hernandez here. And you know, I, I really like to lean dogs when I can. And uh, I, I think this this at minus 175, minus 185, there still may be a little bit of value on Hernandez here. Uh, I, I look at this as USC getting Hernandez some momentum going again.
2: All right. Well, we can't hit every fight, but here's a heavyweight fight for you here, Cam. Andre Arlovsky. Uh, yeah, old school. And Rockwell?
1: Yeah. These guys have been around for a while, Gabe. I remember.
2: <laughs> That's a yeah, couple
1: com- grizzled bets there. Combined. Yeah, not needs- only that.
2: Let's see. Combined age. Rothwell's thirty-seven. Arlovsky's forty. Yeah. So combined age seventy-seven.
1: That's a that's old in the MMA game, buddy. Seventy-seven.
2: Woo. Uh, combined age uh, seventy-seven, and the number, the number uh, over here right now at Fanduel, minus one ninety-eight. So Lou, we've been looking at most of the faves here. Uh, did you trust Arlovsky in the plus one
5: sixty range? You know, uh, I, I I don't. Um, but do I trust Rothwell at a minus five, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but the interesting thing about this is, uh, this is a rematch. These guys fought like 15 fights ago. And when they were both younger, Arlovsky in his prime, he knocked out Rothwell in the third round, uh, since, uh, and so since then they've gone on to have, you know, lusty, you know, illustrious careers. Arlovsky maybe a little bit more than Rothwell. I think Rothwell has more left in the tank. I think he's gotten jobbed in his last couple of decisions. He, I think he's going to show up with a chip. Uh, Arlovsky has won two fights in his last 11. I think that's just the wrong way. And there's enough reason for me to feel compelled that Rothwell's probably uh, the correct side. And so what I'll do is I'll wait to try and see if I can uh, grab some kind of Rothwell Inside the distance, in fact, that's plus 160. That's where I would go with this fight. Andre
2: Arlovsky had has had a hell of a career. It's amazing what this guy's accomplished. Started fighting in 1999. It's just it's amazing. Craziness. Yeah, but I remember I remember in 2010, 2011, he lost to Fedor. He lost to Brett Rogers. He lost to Antonio Silva, and he lost to Karatinov. And I remember me and Odessa were like, this guy's done. Like, you know, he's got to stop. Like, he's been fighting forever, and, like, he's got to stop, and he's lost four fights in a row. Then he turned around, and he won, He won like, you know, five fights in a row. He lost Anthony Johnson at the World Series of Fighting. And then, boom, then he really got a second, or I should say a third or fourth win, probably one of the many best runs of his career, beating Mike Kyle. I remember that fight at World Series of Fighting. Um, you know, Brendan Schaub was a big win for him as a big underdog. Uh, Bigfoot Silva, I remember that fight. Travis Brown, Frank Muir. I never thought he would beat Muir <laughs> that night. And then, you know, reality caught up in 2016 again. He lost to Myosic. He lost over him. He lost to Barnett. He lost to Naganu. He lost to Tabura. He beats Junior Albini. He beats Stefan Shruve. And uh, now he's on a four-fight losing streak again. Well, with one no contest in here. Like you said, he's hard to trust, but I don't really trust Rothwell as this type of favorite. If I had to bet it, though, I'd bet Rothwell.
5: No argument here.
2: Luke, <laughs> gamblute.com. All right, Luke. Uh, is there one more fight that we didn't bring up that you want to leave us? And then I'll give you an opportunity. We were talking about, um, I was talking earlier about uh, Baker Mayfield. We were talking about Mark Lawrence, too, about the Cleveland Browns. So, is there any last uh, fight I didn't bring up you want to hit, Lou? And then we're just a quick NFL on the way out.
5: It, one more rematch is uh, Jennifer Maya against uh, a, a, the young lady Matafari. Matafari looks more like a, a you know a nerdy librarian than a fighter, but she's going to have some great advantages. She's also uh, th- on the losing end of a split decision when these two gals fought in 2016. Uh, Matafari's coming off a a victory against Valentina Shevchenko's sister which was a good fight for her. and I think she's live and I I I like Matafori as a slight underdog against Jen Maya and I haven't come close to releasing it yet but this young Jin Su Son uh he got beat up pretty good by Peter Yan but he made a good showing he he's he fought well against uh, Jan on short notice and he's fighting against an MMA lab kid that's a Phoenix gym Uh, Mario Bautista, and I think Mario Bautista is getting a little bit overlooked here as a plus 185 or so underdog, and uh, I'm certain that I'm going to release Bautista. I'm just going to wait, watch the weigh-ins, and make sure everything's on the up and up before we pull the trigger.
2: Man, I really like this card. I'm fired up. Uh, You know what? I'm really fired up for betting this card. I I like everything that we just talked about. Um, Lou, Gamblu.com. You get more details about the, his picks and what he's doing. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter as well, at Gamblu, or his website, Gamblu.com. And just quickly on the way out, Lou. So, Baker Mayfield was talking about um, talking about playing with Odell Beckham. Starts off okay. Here's He's here to work. He wants to be surrounded by people who love him and support him and allow him to be himself. All right, fine. You know, I, I wouldn't have a problem if he says that. Then he goes on to say, He's here to play in front of fans who actually care, who will actually show up to every game and pack the stadium. This is the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns talking about the New York Giants, uh, Lou. That target on their back gets bigger and bigger, dude, every day.
5: Pittsburgh to win the the ASC North is plus 185 or plus 190. I would say run, don't walk.
0: I agree.
2: Again, thanks to a Luke and Blue.com for joining us. All right. Countdown is on. I know we've got a couple of minutes. We're going to get to as many picks as possible. We've got a weather update or at least a postponement uh, cancellation. The uh, Tampa and Yankee games, the scratch camp. It's Tampa scratch. Scratch. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. It's not raining right now. It's actually somewhat sunny. It's not sunny, but it's not cloudy. Um, You know, it's weird with the Yankees. If you recall earlier, Cam, remember earlier in the year, the Yankees had a ton of rainouts and stuff, and there Mm -hmm. were a couple of times, like you could see behind me, it was like lightning and, like, you know, things were so windy, things were toppling over, and they wouldn't cancel the game, and people were pitching because they're like, I don't want to have to spend two hours going to Yankee Stadium to get there to find out the game is canceled. The thing is, they canceled this game at 6.33, Cam, yeah, like, I, are, like at this point, you try to play it out if you haven't canceled it. It's not raining. They're like, "Oh, it's supposed to rain later." I don't. Yeah, what I if don't it under- does it? I yeah, don't know what the exactly. hell the Listen, <laughs> Yankees. Yankees are a first-class organization, but I got to tell you, I've never seen an organization screw up rain and rain delays as much as this team does.
1: Yeah, it's very very odd, Gabe. Uh, yeah, I thought a couple games, but it's the only one on the board right now, and uh, it was actually interesting. I really wanted to take a shot with uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, today with their pitcher, I thought uh, against German, uh But Buddy was pretty well. Who was it that? Uh, it was their. Uh, who you know the guy who's on fire? Yes, yes, Ch- yes, yes. He was like plus one forty. Good call. I was looking at him, going, "Wow, that would have been a nice juicy dog." But uh, we'll have to wait. I will say this though, Mrensi, um, I can't believe that this parlay actually plays plus plus money, and we're trying to avoid them. But we're, you're getting a minus three twenty favorite in Cleveland with uh, with Houston tonight in Cole, and we talked to Mark Lawrence. Cleveland and Houston parlay is actually plus, which is shocking to me. It's plus 102. I thought it would be about minus 140, but it's plus 102, even with a minus 300 Cleveland team with Clevenger against uh, Turnbull of the Tigers. So I think that's kind of where I'm going to be leaning right now with a Houston-Cleveland parlay and might take a shot with a couple more. But baseball is going to be very, very small tonight.
2: I can tell you that. Uh, um, yeah, so listen, we're going to get to your golf camp. So let's blast through the baseball. But we yeah. won't go as in detail as we normally do, you know, with the pitching okay. and everything. We'll get to the camp golf picks, but we'll just go through the there's games. Not too many, there's not too many LA, games, Gabe. L.A. and yeah. Philadelphia was a wild game last night. A ton of home runs. Dodgers were down 6-1. They come back. They they take an 8-6 lead yeah. only to give it back up once again and end up losing 9-8. Oh. Maeda's been the one guy that has sort of been the weak link, Cam, that the Dodgers have struggled. Uh, Maeda is 0-4 in his last seven trips to the Hill um, after allowing uh, three runs on four hits and five and two-thirds and an 8-1 loss at Boston. He's been taken deep at least twice in his last two starts as well. But we, well, we also have a flammable pitcher in Nick Pavetta. Uh, the Canadian Nick Pavetta's been getting lit up uh, like Bob and yep. Doug McKenzie on a Saturday <laughs> night. Um, Dodgers any over tonight uh what, what yeah <laughs> uh, I, I I wouldn't take
1: the Dodgers in the over I, I take the over I actually think my has been so bad I kind of like Pavetta I like the I like the do- home dog and the over in that game but you I like the over 11
2: though no, it's high
1: it's 11 right it is it, it is high it's high but I think both teams can get there but I actually lean more to Philadelphia plus 150 uh, to win the game it's going to be a very small play but I can't trust uh, my at minus 170 game Philadelphia might have got a little bit of bounce back in their step after the Harper uh, walk-off, you know, the comeback against the Dodgers. Both of these pitchers struggle, but you're giving me 50 cents with the home team, with the Dodgers, one of their worst pitchers. Small play on Philadelphia.
2: Uh, Fetty is minus 190, uh, 176, 176 against Baltimore. Should have just hammered Washington last night. Yep. Um, minus 176, Baltimore, plus 152, total is 11 and a half there. Can't mention Cleveland, Clevenger, minus 340. Right now yeah, here at FanDuel, turn par- 280. Par- parlay, like, I'm shocked at the number. So, like, you
1: think 320, you're like, what do I do with this thing? But the parlay with Cole, again, and it's plus 102. I'm on Mr. Green there, but I got to believe even at FanDuel, if it's uh, 340, not 320, you'll only be laying, like, minus 105. That's pretty good. Minus 110 tops. That's very good for Cleveland and Houston.
2: Last night, Cam, it was runs essential, and the game went way over the number. Oh, a lot of games yeah. went over last night, but I'm looking at, it. why is the total seven and a half in this uh, San Diego and Miami game? Yeah, it's kind of, it's Pretty kind of odd. Rod, Roger, Clemens, Roger Clemens Roger yeah. versus Randy Johnson tonight. Yeah. Chris Instead Paddock versus Trevor Richards.
1: Yeah, man, it's George Richards' uh, big and tall store versus uh, Horse in the Paddock. I'm with you. I would have made this total eight and a half, not seven and a half. It's a little bit too low. Um I really don't trust San Diego. Gabe, that was one of my only winners last night. The Marlins kicked the crap out of the, the parlays with Yamamoto. Got one right there, but uh, I don't think I'm going to go back to that well twice. I'm going to pass on this uh, game, and I actually want to take the over, but I just can't trust Miami's offense after scoring that many runs. They might lay up a uh, you know only maybe two runs tonight, so I'm going to pass on that game.
2: We went to the well too many times with Lance Lynn. It finally caught up. Arizona wins yeah, last it, night. It. Game goes over. Son of a bitch. 9-2. Of course, the total's Such 10. an idiot. I've been a day late, a dollar short all week uh, long, losing by one runs across the board. Tonight, we got Robbie Ray and uh, Jesse Chavez on the hill here tonight. Total ten and a half.
1: This is where I'm going back to Texas. Arizona will be a popular play tonight. Ray's good, but I actually, Chavez has been better. Texas is a good home team. Uh, the only reason they didn't get it done last night, everybody and their mother gave. We were all on Lance Lynn. It was just bound to be a disaster. Tonight, I'm coming back to the Texas Rangers to rebound it, plus a one-head home. It'll be a very small play. I've only got three baseball plays for you.
2: Um, we talked about the Boston Red Sox generally owning the Toronto Blue Jays, mm-hmm. and they do, but the thing is, this isn't a great Red Sox team uh, right it's now. Not. They're big favorites once again tonight at minus 250. I don't want any part of it. I'm passing. It's Aaron Sanchez versus Eduardo Rodriguez. I like. I kind of
1: like the over because I tell you the Jays can hit Rodriguez and uh, they'll hit Sanchez. 11 looks like a lot, but with the, when these teams get together, it's rake time, Marenzi. I'd have a play to the over, but I'm with you. I think I'm just going to let this one slide, but Boston shouldn't be minus 250.
2: Chicago White Sox at Kansas City. Duffman against Nova. Too
1: many, uh, too many Duffs, Gabe. Uh, uh, this week I've been drinking You always take them. Yeah, yeah, nope, not this time. Sorry, too many Duffs hungover, pass, and I don't want anything to do with Nova. No, thank you. I'm, I'm leaving mentioned- this game alone.
2: <laughs> We've been listen. This is you know the Angels have been hot, man. Seven and three in their last ten. They're now four games over five hundred. It's crazy how this team wins without Mike Trout all the time. Um, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, and then they're there, and they don't. It happened last year too, where I you know he was not there, and suddenly they were like twelve games over five hundred. He comes back, and they're five hundred. Um, Garrett Cole, though, yeah tonight. I don't know. Tonight's one of the the. It's like all in on Houston night tonight. We went over the numbers with <sighs> yeah. Garrett Cole. I guess you put them in parlays. Um, you know, you've got your Cleveland-Houston parlay.
1: Yep, that's it. That's uh, I can't take them at minus 185 on its own. Houston is one of those teams. The Angels are kicking their ass right now in that series. But uh, that's what a true uh, number one is, Gabe, him, and Verlander. These guys uh, stop bad streaks. So Cleveland and Houston parlayed, uh, very small plus money. It makes the card.
2: All right. Um, what does it pay? What you say? It was minus... Plus 102. Plus
1: 102. Plus 102? Plus 102? Got- with your juice at the at the book there at Fanduel, I think you might be 105 because I got Cleveland at 320 and you said they were minus 340
2: at your. Oh, that's 340, yeah. So
1: you're going to probably pay a little bit more
2: than that. Man, uh, I guess juice. I'll pick them. I, I could tail you on it. I like where you're going with it. Don't forget, I like that. Um, we like the um, that big favorite, New England, as well, Cam, in the uh, in the MLS minus yeah, 290. Yeah, you can that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they could be, uh, be put in a parlay uh, with something. All right, Cam, get to your golf, buddy. What do you got for us? Well, Gabe, first I'm going to give you some
1: DFS, and I love this lineup, and I think you're going to agree with some of these guys that I have here. So let's go do this right now. On DraftKings, I have a lineup. I'm going to do probably two or three lineups, but with most of these same guys. Um, I have to take John Rahm at $10,600. Take a look at the results, Gabe. He's been absolutely fantastic. Want to hear his last three tournaments, Gabe? Win, second, third. And this is at the Irish Open, the Spanish Masters, and the U.S. Open. Are you kidding me? You talk about Rory McElroy top five. John Rahm is, he's taking the podium gold, silver, bronze. Win, second, third, his last three. He's in at 10,600. Next, we're going to go with Justin Thomas. I think he has the perfect game for this type of course at Royal Port Rush. Finished ninth at the Scottish Open, 20th. You know, he's been trending up since the Canadian Open there. I like Justin Thomas. I think he might win this whole damn thing. So I'm taking him at $9,100, guys. Really like him. Next, we're going to go with Henrik Stenson, Gabe, a guy that I really like for top 10 bets and top 20 bets. Very steady, too. Hey, Gabe, take a look at Stenson's last three tournaments, too. Fourth at the Scottish Open. Ninth at the U.S. Open. Eighth at the Canadian Open. Are we feeling it with Henrik, the king of Sweden? you damn right we are. He's better than <laughs> no, Ikea. $8,400. You want to go to Ikea and buy a cheap candle? Screw it. Stenson's going to bring you home some real dineros, euros, 8400 bucks. Then we got Rafa cabrera Bayo, I think, is one of the biggest sleepers I have. If you guys have multiple monies, which I pissed away in baseball, put him in multiple lineups. He's $7,500, Marenzi, on DraftKings. He has to be played. Again, ninth at the Scottish Open, fourth at the Irish Open, and T3 at the BMW International, and he's $7,500. He is the best DFS steal. I love him for top 20s and top 10s. Hell, I think he could actually, like, be top six. Give me Rafa cabrera Bayo at $7,500. And the last two guys you can do, if you want to really save some money, I, like, Kevin Kisner at $7,300 and Bernt Weisberger who won last week in Scotland at 71. And if you want to mix and match those guys, another guy at a very good price, the smiling assassin, Andy Sullivan, $7,000. He has been like, I can't believe his price too, you Listen to this one. You're not going to believe it. The guy is $7,000 and listen to these results. Like he's been almost like top twenties everywhere. So, I'm telling you, watch out. You get a lot of value. Cabrera Bayo is my favorite value guy, but those, those, that's my DFS team. And then when we were talking about regular bets, I really like the team this week, Gabe. Here are my, here's my six pack. I'm gonna take John Rom at 18 to one. Uh, if you can find him at that price, take him. I see him down to 16, but
2: that's as your I one and done, right? That's that's your guy. Yeah, you're going yeah. with
1: it's him or Justin Thomas, and I went with Rom. Yes, if I have a one and done, John Rom first, second, and third last three events. Give me Rom at 18 to one stenson at 28 to one justin thomas at 30 to one then we have a couple value plays matt wallace at 55 rafa cabrera barrow at 66 and burnt i like my hamburger burnt weisberger at 66 to one and half unit plays on andy sullivan 150 to one and kevin kisner at 141 i'm going to split those guys up but rom thomas stenson cabrera Bayo. Wallace, Weisberger, those are the horses that I'm riding. But Gabe, you said it, my main horse, when we're going all in, John Rom, Justin Thomas, those are my horses, and my favorite underdog for value, Rafa Cabrera bello 66 to 1. What do you got for me?
2: Yeah, we had Dan Daly on this morning, actually. And uh, Dan Daly is actually his um his his bomb. His long shot is uh Cabrera Bella. So we're on so the same guys are- page, man. I like yeah. that. Um, me and Dan actually usually have the same winner. It's pretty crazy. And he hates doing this, Cam. He's got Brooks Kepka.
1: Like, I, I know. That's, guys, if you want to make one, okay, here's what you're going to do. If I like Rom and Thomas and take Kepka, that'd be a 10 to 1, an 18 and a 30. And then Cabrera-Bale. I can't bet Wallace, Stenson, or Weisberger. So you can knock out guys in your six pack what? to try to save You guys money. are on the and same I,
2: page. Look, his top five, Cam. And I didn't even mm-hmm. know. I said this earlier in the week that I like Matt Kuchar to be top ten, uh, plus three twenty. I like that yeah, too. So his top five is Matt Kuchar, yep. Rory McIlroy, mm-hmm. and then Henrik Stenson. Yep. Cabrera Bello. Wow. Brooks Koepka. So look, Stenson's a bomb at fifty to one range. Cabrera Bello's a bomb. The ice odds cents. getting him. In, yeah, nice odds getting him in the top twenty. Game. All right, Cam. So Game. your that, one and none is John nice. Robb, though. You said it, Rom. Rom's my all right. guy. All right. I'm going to be back at 8 o'clock uh, tonight with Joe Airy and uh, Brian Leonard. Major talk. The battle will step up in it as well. Uh, Cam Stewart will join uh, us with Nate Martinez for more night at 8. In game live. We'll see you guys in an hour. Other than that, you're on your oh, own. Good luck tonight, good. buddy. Good.
0: Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions.
2: It's a racetrack. It's a very busy afternoon uh, right now. The Pony players are uh, busted up uh, Saratoga as we speak. You just heard Cam Stewart uh, tell you that Mark Lawrence uh, will be joining us. And uh, Mark Lawrence will be joining us on the show. Uh, we'll talk uh, Conference USA college football. With Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Mark Lawrence, Gamble.com uh, will join us. It's only fitting if we're doing a show out of a, a sportsbook and racetrack uh, that somebody named Gamblu, uh joins <laughs> us. We'll talk some UFC uh, with Lou, maybe a little NFL uh, as well. Of course, the countdown to the British Open uh, is on. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, no doubt, has uh, a lot of plays ready to, uh, to give us for the open what's up cam what's happening gabe yeah you said it uh, saratoga
1: running right now it's interesting a lot of uh scratches in these races too it looks like a sloppy track i was expected for me and you to get on some of these races while you're at the book but diminished fields as for the open championship um really started to feel a couple guys and uh, justin thomas is a name that just keeps on popping out to me but we'll talk more about him and got you a six pack some dfs plays and hopefully uh some top 10s and 20s and Let's make some money three weeks in a row. Baseball, but who knows what's gonna happen in baseball. So I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the links. Or last night was
2: tough. last <laughs> night was even more frustrating than Monday oh, night uh, was here I last see, I, night camp and baseball.
1: I got I got smoke, Gabe. Like I I just can't
2: we're, we're, handle I can't, yeah, handle, I can't teams handle teams coming back only to give the lead back again and then I lose know. the game. It drives me crazy. Yep.
1: It drives me nuts, too. Horrible. Yeah, the Rockies tied it up last night. They lose an extra. It's got to give San Francisco credit. They just scored again, leading again. Hottest team in baseball. They're grinding. But you say it gave these big favorites, like look at the Blue Jays taking out uh, the Red Sox. Who knew Kashner was going to shit the bed? Not many people. This is the thing. It's a long, crazy season, buddy. And uh, things that you expect don't happen. Weird day. Who thought the Mets would uh, beat the Twins 14-4 to today?
2: What are you going to do? Yeah, listen, it's a, long, it's a long season, man. It's a long baseball sure. season. And even the worst teams in the league are gonna rattle off five, six, uh, six game win streaks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We're, we're right now, we're in the dog days of summer. Teams are starting to grind a little bit. Uh, it's hot, humid uh, everywhere. And I know it sounds cliche, but even the best team loses like 60 plus times a year camp uh, in baseball. And, you know, it's just sort of the units. It's, um, the, you know, we're, we're at the time now where that's all there's been the last couple of
0: nights. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh.
5: Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World number 1. Me, personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker.
0: Leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to gamefacegrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing.
2: Better. But what about protection for the rest? Of-